Hey there, everybody. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to localjobnetwork.com radio and the podcast Employment Notebook, where we dive into important workplace subjects by speaking with experienced professionals. Now, networking is a valuable and really a vital activity and skill when it comes to your career. But how many of you are properly networking within your current company? Bob Birchtold, founder of CubicleSherpa.com, says you'd be foolish not to connect within your organization and especially with one person in your office in particular. So we'll discuss that as well. Bob, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. So we'll start off here before we get into sort of the ins and outs of networking within your organization, but just get your perspective so the listeners have an idea of where you're coming from on how you define, how you describe networking as a whole. So I'll start off with my biggest thing is I think your career is defined by the relationships you build. And some people call that networking and people get that it's kind of a bad name. Uh, they go around and, or they think they have to go around and, you know, press the flesh and uh, kind of glad hand and Really, it's more just building relationships, meeting people, and kind of helping people out along the way. And then they want to help you out later when you need it. I think you're definitely right. Sometimes the idea of networking, people get a little uneasy or uncomfortable with it. Let's take it into the you know your own organization. How is that different? Why is that important? Because I do think a lot of people sort of ignore the inside relationships as much as they try to focus on external relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, within the organization, it's really easy to get kind of tunnel vision with your own team. You spend all day with, you know, four or five people. And on a lot of projects, you don't have to network. But it comes a time eventually where you either want to move up or you want to work on a bigger project. And you're going to have to know people throughout the organization. So, for instance, if you work in accounting, you're going to have to reach out to somebody in marketing to find out what their budget is for the year. Or if you work in sales, you need to work with the engineering team to find out about a new product or something. And if you don't have someone in that department you can reach out to, it takes a lot longer to get anything done. Sure. No, that makes sense. And as you said, I like the idea that you you mentioned a lot of people get tunnel vision within their own team and who they're working with on a daily basis. You did mention the idea of going cross departments and, and maybe reaching out to other individuals. There is one person, though, that you feel is extremely important in the office, maybe is overlooked. Give the listeners an idea of who we're talking about and why this individual can be such an important person to have a relationship with. Absolutely. I think one of the most often overlooked relationships is with the administrative staff in your office. Hmm. So the executive assistants, for example, for your CEO or even just your your vice president or your head of your office, uh, they know everyone. They talk on a daily basis with the assistants for other high up people in the company. And if you ever need anything done, they can always put you in touch with somebody who can get it done for you. Right. Now with this individual, is this something that I guess the hard part is trying to have that natural conversation, the natural relationship. Are there ways to be able to sort of foster that without people out there feeling uneasy, like we talked about when uh, the idea of networking itself? Yeah, I think um, just kind of getting the ball rolling is the hardest part. Once they know your name and you know them and you're seeing them in the office every day, it's easier to just say hi. Uh, The easiest thing is just to walk up and ask them for a quick favor. If you're new to the office, you can ask for good places in the area to grab lunch or uh, who you can contact in HR to learn about your new benefit plan or really just any small favors you can ask, kind of get your name on their radar and they don't mind helping out because that's their job. And it kind of goes from there. Then you can kind of start talking to them more often and just get to know them more. In sort of a similar vein, what is some of the information or some of the contacts this individual could have that would be beneficial to you? Again, we're not necessarily looking at it from any manipulative standpoint, but just information that you wouldn't otherwise have, or maybe you would be filled in a little bit about uh, what's going on or what could be happening at the company. Yeah. A lot of times the administrative staff kind of survives through rounds of layoffs and they know a lot of people. So they've been around a long time. 
So they're always talking to people in different departments. They kind of get the heads up on the office gossip and maybe if there's layoffs coming or maybe they're going to be rotating people around um, between offices or if they're closing an office and opening a new one. Just a good way to get the scoop on what's going on at the company. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned before, you know, trying to sort of foster that relationship can be a little tricky. And you mentioned asking for favors and uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm still going to get people that are asking about this subject and saying, I just, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I feel like I'm, I'm playing this person. I'm using them in some way. What would you say to those individuals to help them get past that or understand that, you know, it's not where you're going with this, but that this is an actual part of your career? Yeah, I think that that's part of the bad name networking has gotten. You're not just building relationships so that you can use people. You're building relationships so that if they need help later, you'll help them out. And if you end up needing something from them, they're happy to help because you've built a relationship and you've become friends with the person. Does it ever get to a point, however, where maybe you get information you don't want to know or that might affect your job in some way? I mean, how how does that factor into this and and balancing what information you get? I mean, obviously, you shouldn't be asking them for confidential information. Uh, If something spills out, you know, you keep that to yourself. But I prefer to know more information than not. Mm -hmm. So I'm of the camp of, you know, keep it close to the vest and don't go running around telling everybody if somehow you come across that there's going to be layoffs coming around. But definitely polish up your resume and be ready in case it does happen. Right. When we're talking about the idea of, again, asking for those favors, or maybe you're having that relationship a little bit. What are some other ways to make sure that that relationship stays strong and doesn't go sour? Because I could imagine in some ways people are worrying, well, if, if something happens between me and this you know, administrative staff, it could be bad news for me in some way. So how can individuals avoid that and make sure that they're kind of protecting themselves from anything uh, negative happening? I mean, really the same way with anybody. Um, you're dealing with these people in a professional setting. So act professionally, be polite and treat them with respect. And you know, when you get in on Monday morning, just walk up to the desk and say, hey, how was your weekend? Uh, it's kind of uh, just like you do with any of your other coworkers. What about the biggest mistakes that people might make in these situations, whether it be, again, with that uh, administrative staff or anyone within their organization or networking as a whole, what do you really see as the common mistakes people are making? I think there's two mistakes. The first one is just thinking that people aren't worth networking with. Hmm. Um, I think that the more people you know and more people who really are on your team and who you're on their team, it's just going to help you out throughout your career. Okay. I would say the second mistake would be really just treating it as if you're just trying to get something out of it. So you really have to invest in these relationships and help other people out as well before you can really expect them to be helping you out in a big way. When it comes to networking, obviously a lot of people look to the social media side of things now. Where do you think that falls in as far as the process and the importance of face-to-face contact and relationships? What's kind of the, I don't know, the sweet spot that you think as far as connecting online or, or via social media versus that face-to-face interaction? Um, I'm a big fan of using social media, especially uh, sites like LinkedIn, to grow your professional network, but they're definitely not a substitute for building in-person relationships. They're a great way to get things started. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if you're looking for a job, uh, it's a great way for, say, recruiters to contact you and see if you're a good fit for a role they're looking for. But once you get past that point, you have to start actually having phone calls, emails, and kind of just build a relationship with those people. With that said, the idea of, uh, of social media obviously being a big part of, of everything that a lot of people do nowadays, is there something to be said for 
that maybe going to lunch with somebody within your company or sitting down and, and chatting with them before work, d- does that mean a little something extra to people still? Or do you think people have, are sort of going toward this technology-based interaction that uh, is more important to them? I think in person and doing the lunches and hanging out with coworkers, especially your close group of people you're working with every day, definitely is still very important. The only problem is it's time-consuming and you can only do it with so many people. So the benefit of social media and email and all that stuff is that you can kind of expand your network more than you could have in the past. Right. And keep in touch with a lot more people. Sure. With internal networking, again, we're talking about being able to create those relationships within your own organization. Oftentimes people that aren't, uh, again, that you work with on a daily basis. What warning or, uh, or area of uh, concern would you have to give to people to say, hey, you know, be careful with this or watch what you do here? What would you give them as sort of maybe a, a key guideline to make sure that uh, they're doing it properly? I think the key guideline is just always be giving more than you're taking. Think of it as, you know, I think it's an old cliche of the relationship bank is you always have to put in a lot more than you're taking out of it. Otherwise, people are going to see you as somebody who is just kind of using them to get what they want. We always like to give our guests uh, the opportunity near the end of our show to let the listeners have sort of a takeaway from our conversation, just a a final piece of advice or some tips that the guests would like to offer up to really wrap up the show and, and the conversation as a whole. To those listening out there, talking about networking, particularly internally, what would you offer up to them as something that they can really take away from the show today? I I think I would end with where I started. Your career is going to be defined by the relationships you build, and you should really be considering networking more of building relationships and less of trying to meet people who can help you. All right. Very well said. With that, we will wrap up this edition of Employment Notebook. Yeah, we've been talking about networking, particularly building those relationships on the inside of your organization. We're also specifically talking about one person or the people on the administrative staff that you should be cozying up to a little bit. We've been doing that today by talking with Bob Birchtoll. Again, he's the founder of cubiclesherpa.com. Bob, thanks again for joining us, giving us some of your insight. We do appreciate it today. No problem. Great talking to you. And as always, if you want to connect with us, go ahead and shoot an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for future shows, you can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. Use the hashtag LJN Radio to get involved with the conversation there. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.